episode number 28 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, back in Scotland, are we? I am, yes. How was your little holiday away? How was it? It was great. I had a very nice week in Barcelona. High as a kite after Frankfurt. Thanks to all the listeners who sent me some really nice messages last week um, after that result, which I was obviously very chuffed about. So, yeah, I had a very chilled out week in Barcelona, eating a lot of paella, drinking a lot of Sangria and Rioja, and I'm back now in, back now in grey Aberdeen. You know when you go away and the clocks change while you're away, so you come back and it's suddenly like, oh god, it's dark at like <laughs> quarter to five, super grim. So back, not quite ready uh, to start training, but I'm back. How about you? How are you getting on? You must be uh, well recovered now. What you you well after three weeks now since the marathons? Ah, uh, three weeks of doing jack. Tom, um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, total, I'm taking uh, as, as much, as much uh, liberties as I can from, from lack of training. But I, I'm starting to get back into it now, I suppose. Good. Uh, God, what did I do last week? So yeah, starting to, like, I, I think we're, we're going to chat about it anyway. Um, we're going to chat about our goals uh, in this episode. We're going to chat about some of the results as well that are coming up. Um, and also, yeah, main, mainly about our goals anyway. So we haven't got an interview in this episode unfortunately so we'll just be interviewing each other i think um about about that sort of thing but yeah just thinking about what i'm going to be doing for the next kind of few months and i mentioned it briefly uh looking to do a spring marathon uh and potentially you know doing some cross country and but there's there's also another sting in the tail but i won't bore you with that just now i'll mention it a little bit later but in terms of training this week god last week what did i do uh just really lots of unstructured running, really. Um, no, no real um, structure. Just going out and, and just enjoying the nature, enjoying the trails, enjoying the mountains. Just doing 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 what I love, really. Um, oh so it's it's been really nice. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I forgot to say last last week. I went back to my, I went back home to see my parents. You know, after being away and you know and, and you know having. My mum kindly made some afternoon tea with, followed by Prosecco. Well, actually, it wasn't followed by. It was during, you know, during the afternoon tea. And uh, and she said to me, and I, I'm no word of a lie, you look like you've put on a little bit of beef, Kyle. And I was just <laughs> like, eh, can't believe it. I've only been, I've only, I haven't been, I've only been running like, or I haven't been running for about two weeks, but I've been doing like the odd gentle jog here and there. But I don't think I put on anything. But then, <laughs> I don't know why you're so sensitive like, about it. I, well, I mean, when your mum says that, you know, she's not, a, she's not a, 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 a tiny girl herself, you know, and she says to me, "Oh, you've put on, you've put on something." I don't know if she was joking or if she was being serious, but then I was like, "Well, what do you mean by that, mum? Do you mean, <laughs> do you mean in re- relation to what? In relation to you or in relation to who? Like, and someone who's got a BMI of over thirty? Or what do you mean by that, mum? Like, and I was totally paranoid, as you do. You get really paranoid about these things. So, so then I was still thinking, like, okay, right. So, mum, when I ran, like, I was like, right, let's just bring this back uh, to to when I got my PBs. So when she 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 obviously went along uh, to watch me in in, in London the London Marathon and uh, I was like so when I got my two twenty five um, PB at London was that what did I look like then did I look the same as I do now or do I did I look thinner tell me yeah I'm really interested 
Yeah. So and she was like, "Well, you looked a bit, you looked a bit more gaunt back then, and you, you looked a bit ill actually." And I was like, "Oh, come on!" Like, so that so that that got me thinking a lot, and that's why I want to share this with the viewers. And I know it's a sensitive subject talking about weight and yeah, uh, talking image. about body image, and yeah. but it, it that's something that a runner really has to deal with, and and I know it's it, it is it shouldn't really be a taboo subject, and that's why I wanted to chat about it in the podcast because. Like, I mean, I'm I'm not that sensitive to my weight. I mean, I'm pretending I am, but I'm not not really. But what I am more sensitive, and this is really, uh, again, I'm sure a lot of runners can relate to this, is obviously when you put on a little bit of weight, certainly when I put on a little bit of weight after I've, you know, had a, a couple of weeks off or I've, I've been injured and, you know, I, I, you put on a little bit of fat around the, the good old love handles, Tom. I'm sure you'll, I'm sure you'll be familiar with that. Total uh, <laughs> them as we speak. Well, well, that's it, you know. And but that—that's—that's that's, um, love handles of success you've got there, you know. <laughs> a, a beer belly of success, you know, from your recent exploits. But um, anyway, I've lost my trait. What was I saying? So you're a yeah, fat bastard now. I'm a fat bastard now. Um, but something that you do really when I when I feel that I'm running well, I always I, I get re- I used to get really obsessed and start weighing myself and oh am I in the, the right weight is this my race weight and I know you should do that anyway but mm-hmm. um but I mean when I was when I was getting my PBs for the 10k and the, the marathon uh a couple of years ago I was like I was weighing myself every week and you know every second day sometimes going oh god I'm 0.2 kilograms over and and a lot of that's down to not just it's you know when you were you, you could I could measure myself first thing in the morning and then weigh myself later on in that day and I would be a kilogram heavier just by the the food intake or the fluid intake or you know excreting it out you, you know what I mean that yeah, that's yeah. what I'm trying to trying to say so um it wasn't really painting an accurate picture um but anyway the the, the story is that I don't do it as much as I used to because I don't really I just found it was I was becoming a, quite obsessive and um I think for ultra running anyway, you know, you, the last thing you want to worry about is weight because mm-hmm. essentially if you're doing the volume and you're eating enough and you're not, go, you know, you're not overindulging or you're not under and, you know, you're not under, you know, you're taking in enough calories, you shouldn't have to worry about what weight you're at. It should speak yeah. for itself when you Absolutely. when you train and when you're racing. Um, but, yeah, I think there's a lot of um, just a lot of, a lot of, a lot of taboo around, you know, with race uh eating and, and weight and yeah. in racing as well and being at the right weight and i'm sure a lot of runners will, will, will be in the same boat i was in a couple of years ago and really being a bit obsessive with it almost too obsessed with it uh but now you know i, I don't care you know i i know I'm, i've put on a little bit of fat around around my uh around my waistline but i know in the next kind of couple of weeks i'm going to lose it all but it's mm-hmm. it, but even even though you know you you you, you still I, I still go and weigh myself like once a month just to see where I'm where I'm at in relation to what I was what my racing weight was when I was uh, you know getting a PB from a 10k or for the marathon it just just as a as a benchmark but I wouldn't be as obsessive as as what I used to be because I think the training and the nutrition that you take in should speak for itself um, and how you feel when you're when you're training um, rather than how you feel once you've weighed yourself, if that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know what your thoughts are, Tom, um, but I just thought I'll throw it out there because uh, it's, it, it, it's a big it, subject at the moment. 
Yeah, um, right, maybe, yeah. Maybe we should get an expert in to, to chat about it because yeah. we're certainly no experts, but we, we can certainly, you know, give us our own experiences and how we, you know, how how we think. Yeah, I mean, I can honestly say I don't, you know, I'm not someone who weighs myself. I'm not someone who keeps track of my weight. Sure enough, in front of a mirror, you get you get a, a feeling of how you're looking and some you know, in the last, I would if the last sort of four or five weeks for the marathon, I'm I'm aware that I'm leaner. I'm aware that I was that my weight dropped off. I'm not someone who 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 has an idea of my weight. Um, but I think you're right. I think it's important people don't worry about it so much. I think it's important that you a healthy diet is the most important thing. That you're getting enough good healthy food and healthy you know fuel to fuel the training you're doing, whether that's 20 miles a week, 50 miles a week, 100 miles a week plus. I think that's the most important thing. And then. I know it's diff- it may be difficult, to s- more difficult for some than others, but it's then important just to, you know, the weight should really take care of itself. I think if you're re- if you're eating healthily, eating properly, that that's key. And I think on both ways, on you know, on one side, you know, if someone is someone is bigger than someone else, that's fine. Everyone people come in different shapes and sizes. On the other hand, sort of skinny runners, people who are putting in a lot of miles and are naturally quite skinny, that's fine. And I think there was a quite an interesting debate recently between. There was some of the U.S. Uh, female elites where there was some chat about this, and you know, one I think it was Steph Bruce made the point that you know, this whole "oh you're too skinny" is what a lot of elite women get. At the same time, you know, that's there's also a body shaming there. You know, I think it's important that people do come in different shapes and sizes, and you know, it's important to find to fuel for the mileage you're doing, and and yeah, I mean, yeah, we all overindulge at times, but just really find what works for you and. Yeah, it's. I, I, I'm not a big advocate of saying, "Oh, yeah, you need to lose, lose ten pounds, and that'll that'll take care of your PBs." Because I serious, I don't. A, I think that's not the right attitude, and I, secondly, it's not something I've ever looked at. I've made a lot of progress in the last few years. I put on, I've put on a lot of mileage, but I've not changed my diet much at all. Okay, we, yeah, we eat a healthy diet, but we don't eat. It's not like I'm. I'm not counting calories. I'm not weighing out. Amount of pasta. I'm not weighing out rice. You know, I'm. I think the the tra- if you get your training right and you eat healthily, the rest should speak for itself. I think. Yeah, no, that's a good point, Tom. Um, I mean, I, I think it's. I mean, I'm going to put the analogy in there, and I, you know, why do runners want to lose weight before a race? Now, I suppose the most basic argument is because it's it's like I don't know, it's like a, the you know, in favour of cutting weight comes from a, a car analogy. If you put a, a small engine in a smaller car, the car will go faster um, there's, because there's less excess weight and thus, you know, the same power mm-hmm. output can carry you further and fa- faster. But, like, that's not always the case. So if you, for example, if I was to lose even more weight when I was running my 10K PBs and I was focusing on solely my nutrition and focusing, not focusing on the, the types of, or the mode of running, or like you know, folks, I I might go, I might have got myself injured because, um, you know, for example, I could I could have seen myself just really not eating the right food and losing more weight, not mm-hmm. replacing the right type of um, nutrition, uh, and 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 running running myself into the ground um, by doing an excess of a hundred miles a week, and that's going to get me in. You know, the chances are I'm going to injure myself now. There's there's no reason why you can't still do 100 miles a week, um, and not just lose weight, but change the way your body looks and how you feel. Um, so it's not just about the weight; it's also about 
the body comp your body composition as well. Now you can be stronger um, and you could have the same type of I could be seventy kilograms and have more body fat percentage than uh, than yeah you know or or once you know if I started doing some strength training and doing more running or doing more intervals my I would become a lot leaner and I would mm-hmm. still be the same weight but I'd have less of a body fat percentage and more yeah. you know mus- muscle. Um, so yeah, there's it's a there's a lot of it's a, it's a massive area and it's a huge um, topic to discuss. And yeah. I don't think we should. Sorry, we should get, you're right. Up. Yeah, you're right. We should get an expert. The other thing to take to think about though is that it, you know I think if you're talking about elites and you are certainly in that bracket, there's that's when you're looking at that real marginal gain. But I think it's important that for a, a regular club runner, I really, really do believe that all every club runner can do something more in their training and I really the number of people who yeah I think if you can afford if you if you can go into a diet or you or you you think that you can cut back on chocolate and rubbish in your diet and and lose weight fine but I really I'm a big believer that most club runners I'm sure could find an extra can optimize their training more whether that's more miles or more specific sessions or or just structuring a bit better I really believe that if it's that marginal gain that people are at, then you know elite level fine. But you know, I really, I think if you're talking about a regular club runner, you there's probably more you can do before you start having to focus on losing pound by pound. Yeah, hundred percent, Tom. Now, holy shit, this has got this is deep, isn't it? We've, <laughs> we've... You blindsided me with this, mate. I thought I, you were just upset that your mum called you out. That's all. Well, I... I was upset. I still am upset. Like calling me, calling me a big boy now. Yeah, hey, I've, I'm just having a couple of weeks off. But anyway, anyway. So yeah, I've I had a good week last week. Um, this week's probably my first week of proper training. I say proper training. I I, I've done, I did a few miles this morning, a few miles this afternoon, um, and then tomorrow I'm gonna just start focusing on incorporating some more strength back into my uh, my training. So getting some hills in there and. Uh, and just really bringing up the volume again. And I want to do a bit more yoga. And I know I spoke about this, and, I, and yeah. I've started doing some now. Uh, and 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 also just just some more stretching, a bit of strength and conditioning if I can. I mean, I obviously work at Aberdeen Sports Clubs. There's a cracking gym there, um, so I should be bloody using it. You know, there's yeah, no point yeah. me 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 working there and not working out there. So. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try and join in some of the the kind of weight sessions uh, now nice. that we're getting in the winter. And, but again, it's, I always find it really difficult to incorporate all those elements of training into one week. So we're probably gonna do it in, in like a kind of two week cycle of of okay. you know in, instead of doing it every seven days, it'll be like every kind of ten to fourteen days of of a cycle. I think that'll mm. probably uh, be a little bit easier to to manage. So. So yeah, so other than that, Tom, just just the usual, really. Uh, yeah. This one's, pretty, this one's pretty smart. So you're back to work this week. I am, yes. And uh, and are you, have you got the marathon blues yet? Yeah. You, how are you feeling? Uh, no, you... not really. I'm I am starting to very, and we're gonna. It's good good time. We're gonna start talking about uh, what's next. I'm starting to get uh, a little bit of right. Okay. What else is what's next? You know, I need to start thinking about what I'm going to be doing next. So that's we can have a chat about that. Um, but at the moment, to be honest, I'm still I'm still just riding on the on that time from Frankfurt, and I'm quite enjoying. Uh, this week I'll so last week I did three runs, nothing more than thirty minutes. This week I'm going to run. It's Monday today. I ran this morning, so I'll probably run 
I don't know, four or five times maybe this week, and then just easy running, nice and easy running. Um, and then next week I'll probably look to start putting the mileage up a little bit more. Um, and I'll, you know, my, yeah, just build it back up. They say, I've heard various various sort of recovery strategies. Some people say do a reverse taper, so pretty much look at your taper and reverse it. I've read some places that say you should just do easy running for 26 days, a mile a day type thing uh, to recover from the race. So I, I tend to find if I go two weeks easy, it's okay for me, and then maybe start choosing something a bit faster after that. So so this week will be for sure an easy week, uh, which is good because I've got... Um, what have I got on this week? Uh, back to work, obviously, so I can't really be bothered. And then um, we have our... Uh, we've got some curry night with the club this week, actually, so that'll be decent. So, yeah, so nice and nice right. and easy. Yeah, just take take it easy, Tom. Uh, don't don't come too don't come back too quickly because I'm I'm not wanting you chasing my tail. Just give me a couple of weeks head start, will you? Yeah. Right. So so but we've not been in action, but there obviously has been some races. There's actually been quite a lot of races. So we're going to rattle off through. We've got the Leeds Abbey Dash to talk about. We've got the Brody Castle 10K. Um, we've also got some the men's 10K in Edinburgh, which was uh, which was on the weekend. Templeton 10, which was in Dundee. The Glen Ogle 33, and we'll also touch on the New York Marathon, which is on the weekend. So, Kyle, take it away. Which you can take your pick. Which you want to start with? Oh, well, I think we should start with the the big gun, really. Um, Leeds Abbey Dash 10K. Yeah, I think that was it was some fantastic results uh, coming out from there. So, so Tom, you you've done this one before, haven't you? I have, yes. Yeah. So, give us a, a kind of bit of background of you know about the course and. You know why? Why the times are so fast? I mean, I'm I'm looking looking at the male results just now, and 70, 70 runners ran under thirty two. Right, that's, that's that's incredible. I so in terms in terms of the depth, like it's there, you know. I think there's a couple of reasons. One is the the course is fast. It's a road. You get, it's called the Leeds Abbey Dash. You start in the centre of Leeds, and it's out and back to the Abbey, and the out is ever so slightly uphill. But not uphill enough that you really lose any time. You know, yeah, you just work a bit harder, and then you've got this basically coming back down for the second half. So you can really motor in the second half. There's a little bit of a kick in the last half mile, but it's it's you're 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 going full guns at that stage anyway. So quick course. I think the location, you know, north northwest of England is such that it it attracts a wide range. You you know, really you can get you've got a lot of Scots going down as we'll talk about. Everyone in that sort of northwest northeast area, and then even from the further south can go to it. So well positioned and it's now got a reputation of being fast so everyone goes to it and I remember last year I ran and it's outrageous the pace at the start you can I mean you only have to look at the start I mean I've got the results in front of me before without even talking about the results starting from the first person going downwards PB 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 no PB 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 no PB no PB you know that's how it works you're pretty much looking at if I've got the top 25 here probably 23 of them have got a PB there. It's just that type of race. So, yeah, if you're looking for a fast 10K in autumn, go to the Leeds Abbey Dash. It's, I mean, we did it last year. You know, there's, you stay in a Premier Inn for about 30 quid. It's a really easy race to do, you know, so definitely one to, to go for. And it's yielded quick results. Well, I, I'm just looking down. You know, I, I mentioned the top uh, 70, what was it? I mean, even you know, 32 you've got 120 people under 33. Now, if you think of, if you think about how often um, you, you can win races in a 33-something, 
Oh yeah, up here, it's, you know, you'll be in the top three. So just show a great, real standard of folk. Interestingly, though, uh, seventy, the, the, I think was it seventy second and seventy fourth were both under seventeen athletes, uh, and they they were thirty two or three and thirty one fifty nine for an under seventeen. Holy moly, yeah, that's smoking. Really... I mean, I, I think my PB when I was sixteen was like thirty eight minutes. So Cra- so that's crazy. that's for a sixteen year old. Incredible. Um, so yeah. Anyway, going back to the results, we had uh, a number of fantastic performances by the Scots. Um, the an most, invasion. It That's is. An invasion. It is actually an invasion. So just the the, the top headlines were really Adam Craig, um, who's recently moved to from Edinburgh AC to Inverclyde AC, uh, a smashing run of twenty nine oh eight. Now he did run a sub thirty at the Great Scottish. Uh, the Glasgow, the Great Scottish Run, yes, Glasgow one. And I think it was just under 30, uh, 30 minutes. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's twenty nine oh eight. That fairly shifting, and he's beaten a number of top international runners in in the race, you know. Um, and then he followed by followed that by a, 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 a one two for the for the girls. Um, in fact, was that a one two three? There was one. There was one one two three. Yeah. One one two three. That's right. Uh, so Fion- Finolia, oh God, sorry, talk what Finola, Finola, sorry Finola, Finola <laughs> Ross, um, and winning in 33:30, and was followed home by Scotland, uh, Maya McLennan, who we've interviewed on on the show, um, so if you do want to hear from her, she got a fantastic PB of 33:36, um, so Maya is uh, a former Inverness hires, I think she was running for um, Scotland. Bah, yeah, of course, yeah, she's running for Scotland. I was thinking of a club name, but no, she's running for Scotland. Uh, so, yeah, well done, my Really good result there. Um, and Steph Pennycook, not far behind in 33-49. So all three athletes got PBs. Really, really good to see that. Um, so, yeah, so helping um, in, in, in the Scottish... The, the men side, I think, in fact, going back to the, the, the girls, we had Jenny, we had Annabelle Simpson running 35-13. Jenny Bannerman in 35-46. Uh, I think she was a, a late call-up, so well yeah. well done to to Jenny. And also um, a PB for Kilbarkin and Elspeth Curran as well in 34-17. Then go, going back to the, the guys' results, so we had Adam Craig um, and the, the thought, you know, in terms of the Scottish team, we had Kenny Wilson, uh, Ewan, Ewan Gillum and Kenny Wilson uh, came, uh, what were they, what times were they? We're just 30-52 and 30-54. Um, so well done to those guys. And uh, and the biggest the biggest result for me is uh, our very own Cameron Strachan, the Metro. Indeed. 30-50. Holy smokes! Like that's a that was a half a minute PB. I know. I mean, I mean, I, I knew I knew he was going to run well, but to to smash his PB by half a minute is. Is incredible. Now this is so we, were, we were chatting about um, his, you know, his progression in the last year. I mean, this time last year he was running just under thirty-four minutes. So within twelve months, he's taken three and a half minutes off his time. That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. And what what's what's amazing is, as you say, is the is the the chunks that he's taking off. It's fantastic. I mean, great Scottish. I remember before the so he ran. Sterling at the Sterling 10k. Uh, let me just bring up his uh, his power 10 so I can make sure I'm not talking rubbish. So at the Sterling 10k, Cameron ran 31.42, and we were all blown away by that. 
And I remember thinking at the Great Scottish, do you know what, Great Scottish is quick, so you'll probably find time, but I'm not sure you're going to find a huge amount of time. He only goes and finds 20 seconds, 31.20. And that was, what, that's what, a few weeks later? A month later, he's gone to Leeds. And I remember thinking, before, if you'd asked me to call this race beforehand, I would have thought Cameron will go a fraction under 31, maybe 30, you know, 30, 59, something like that. 30.50? So he's found another 30 seconds. I mean, he's just, he's, there's talent. You know, that is a real, talent there. You can't get, you know, he's obviously training really hard now, but he is a seriously talented athlete and a really exciting one for Scotland right now. Mm, 100%, Tom. Um, I used to, I mean, I used to work with Cameron at Runfoot and I was assistant manager and, you know, aside from all the, the 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 fun and frolics we used to have in the shop uh you know i really what what i get from cameron great guy you know really determined driven you know career-wise and um and he was a really good junior you know he came from he came from the track background and did some cross country and he had some fast times i don't know if you got it there uh tom as pbs but he was at 150 155 and he did that when he was like i don't know 15 or something, 16, something like that, when he, when he was a child. Uh, now, he's a competitive, he's a bloody competitive guy, though, you know. And, and, and I remember, you know, that's something I remember about Cameron is, is how competitive he can be, and I think he also brings that to, to his yeah. races. Uh, yeah, yeah, so uh, and I, I think there's a lot more to come, you know. I think there's going to be a time where there's going to be a, I would hope, well, hope not, but, you know, he's going to start starting slowing it down a little bit but in terms of um the the sheer chunks that he's taken off his time and uh but i remember you know a couple of years ago i did the lumfan in 10k just a local 10k in new year and this coming just you know watching standing on the sidelines watching watching uh his, his wife becky like yeah just not even running and there he is you know two years later smashing it up for metro fantastic anyway so, and the good news for TRS listeners is that we mentioned Cameron this week and he's coming on the show. He's coming so He is going to come on the show. So we'll hear all about his uh, his progression and what, what makes him, what's uh, what, what it is that Becky's putting in his seal in the morning because right. whatever it is, we all want it. That's yeah. for sure. And, and, if, um, it's, and if, it's, if it's Russell's Burgers, then, <laughs> uh, then so be it. So yeah. this is a guy that we were taking the piss out of a couple of months ago, saying he was, uh, you know, he loved he loved his microwavable burgers, and and here he is, proving proving to us that, you know, he's uh, he's 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 back he's back he's doing a Rocky Balboa, you know, he retired for for a good few years and and now he's back in the game, fit as a fiddle. Exactly, I think you know, for all that we you know we we do tend to talk about um, the people the runners we know and the guys particularly locally i think if you're listening to this cross scotland seriously take notice of the name because he's you know the time is one thing some of the i mean to beat callum uh, to beat sorry ewan gillam and kenny wilson those are those two are you know we've spoken to kenny's been on the show kenny's an old, another good friend of ours these guys you know they've okay neither run a pb and you could argue they maybe not run their best that day but these are these boys are scottish internationals he's uh, and for me scottish athletics uh We'll call them out now. The selectors have got to start looking at Cameron. And yeah, we, we, we'll, we'll talk about the races to come up. This weekend is the national short course 4K, and you'd be foolish not to look at Cameron for a top five or dare say it more on uh, on Saturday. So yeah, really exciting time. And uh, I am, you know, I'm just as a Metro Aberdeen 
member and men's captain. Absolutely stoked to have that sort of talent in the squad at the minute. It's unreal. Unreal. 100%, Tom. I, I think so. And it's, it's really good to see. Uh, and not only, I mean, I'm, again, we're talking about our own club here, but we had some other great performances for our team. We had Ben Ward. Yes. Who ran a 30, he, he ran a, a great, what was his PB before this? It, uh, it wasn't. 33.40 So he's, he's taken there. Uh, about a minute, I think. He's taken a minute off his time, like, you know. That's yeah, fantastic. And then we've got, uh, yeah, and then we've we've also had um, Chris, Chris Richardson. He Did he get a PB? He did. Perhaps Chris ran, I think it was like 33.40, I think he ran. So he's on, so another yeah. one under 34 minutes, a strong run. So yeah, there's yeah. Uh, it's, so, it's, it's good at the moment. I mean, uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we had Hamish Battle running. He was he's picked up a bit, a bit of an injury, but yeah, it's good. Uh, it's a good time for our club at the moment. Um, so yeah, but even you look at the Scottish results. Just to jump back on Scotland, and I'm, I've got the results in front of me. So yeah, you mentioned Adam Craig. We talked about Cameron. We talked about Kenny, Ewan Gillum. I mean, the you only have to keep going down. Derek Hawkins, great to see him back in action. Thirty-one oh nine. We also had. Uh, Max Millarvey from who's under twenty, Glasgow City, Edinburgh New Heron Hounds ran thirty one fourteen under twenty, unbelievable. Oof. Going down the list, James Jeez, Donald yeah. Dundee Hawks thirty one thirty six. Continuing down the list in terms of Scots, I think that's pretty much it on the men's side. Yeah, Scott so Rankin is he is he not a Scott Rankin? Is that Foyle Valley? Was that? I'm not sure. And then next up, Ben um, Ward. So, yeah, really, yeah, good to see Scots coming in numbers at that race. And I tell you what, if I'm not, if I wasn't um, autumn marathoning right beforehand, I'd be down there. And hopefully I'll be back down there next year. It's a great event. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, other 10Ks, we had a, a, a couple more uh, closer to home, really. So, we had the Brody Castle 10K. Um, now, it's just actually just a few miles outside my. Uh, my mum and dad's house, uh, and we had the winning times where obviously it's, it's not the same the same depth, but nonetheless we still still competitive fields. So we had Ewan Davidson for Murray Road Run is thirty two fifty two, I believe that might be a PB, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Real a good battle between uh, Kenny Wilson's brother James or James Wilson's. <laughs> uh, uh, well, yeah, yeah. So James Wilson got a thirty three oh two. So just just um. Narrowly missing you uh, and you in there, uh, and then third place we had veteran Gareth Jenkins in thirty four fifty nine, and then in terms of girls we had we had Amy Hudson Inverness Harriers forty twenty two, Met Rabdeen's Hazel Linus forty one oh eight, and finally Michelle Slater uh, also V V forty. Michelle, uh, sorry, for Murray Roadrunners, 4206, so there you go. Great, so that yeah. was the Brodie Castle 10K. We also had in Edinburgh the Men's 10K, which is a um, a race in Edinburgh for men only. I don't know the course, but the results are pretty quick, so uh must be a reasonable one. So that was won by John Lenahan, who is uh, Edinburgh AC, formerly Metro Aberdeen. He won that in 33.29. Chris Poxton, second place in 33.35, and in third place, Samuel Woods, 33.46. So quite a, a tight finish there between the top three. So one to look out now, for next year, guys. Now, Tom, I was just I was just opening up that that link for the results there, and you know what came up in the the, the advert 
A pair of tartan boxer shorts. <laughs> nice. We still haven't got these tartan running shorts anywhere. So if we, anyone are, we, has we are trying. Any, if anyone has any idea how we can get good quality tartan running shorts or uh, any good quality merchandise for the tartan running shorts podcast, please let us know because we will be um, we will be eternally grateful mm-hmm. for your assistance. Anyway. Where are we again? Sorry, I was gonna. I was waiting for the the female results there, Tom. But I just realised it's, uh, it's a men only. It's a men's only, isn't it? Um, so what, what else did we have going on? We had the so Glen Ogle thirty three. Yeah, have you got those results? I've got them, but I haven't opened them. Uh, the reason I've, I'm, I'm not. I asked for an entry and I never got one. This, remember, I had that rant about oh, not getting right. entry. On the, on the Glen Ogle 33, before we dive into the results, I want to call out George Ashley. So he was on the show, he gave it big, big licks that he was going to run the Glen Ogle 33. Did he run it? Nah. Oh, you're joking? <laughs> no. Did, right, that's the only reason he was on the podcast. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So Active, oh, Root, Act, Active Root is uh, <laughs> it's going to be losing two potential ambassadors <laughs> of that. What is he? Is he? Is he written into the show? Because we're going to bring him back. Um... No, he hasn't. I found this out in a. He confessed to me in a, in a, a private WhatsApp message when I asked uh... him how he was feeling about the training. So, George, if you're listening, we are very disappointed. A hundred percent. We are. Such a big, he talked such a big game. He did. He did. He talked Listen, a huge game. But listeners who know George Ashley will know that George likes to talk a big game, so that we shouldn't be that surprised. For <laughs> oh me! Well, anyway, anyway I've, I've opened up the results now. Uh, so, so first place: Sean Cumming, three fifty-eight; Neil McNichol, better running. No idea where that is. Uh, Four hundred two; Grant McKellar, Danoon Hill Runners, four hundred nine. And uh, first lady was Alison Rowett of Sterling Triathlon Club. Not far behind the. The podium, to be honest, 411. Uh, Lynn Allen, 421. And third place was Tanya Shields, Edinburgh AC, 434. So there you go. The last result for us to wrap up on is the Templeton 10, which is a 10 mile road race organised by Dundee Roadrunners. It's one I've done years ago. Um, Good race, would like to go back again sometime. So maybe one for your calendars next year. That was won by Malcolm Muir of Ilford AC in one hour and 25 seconds. Second place, Robert Harrison from Monifeed Triathlon Club in 101.05. And in third place, Metro Aberdeen's Dwayne Batt, 61.18. So well done there, Dwayne. On the women's side, it's a PDF, so I can't sort it, unfortunately. But I think first lady, Jennifer Learmouth, Dundee Hawks, 68.11. Second place was Sarah Krozik, Dundee Hawks again, in 72.29. And in third place, Lynn Henderson of Forfa Roadrunners in 72.32. Right. Excellent. So I think that's I, results, is it? I think uh, there, was only, there was only one other result I was going to mention, and that was the, the North District uh, Hill Running Championships, and that was in Knock Farrell. So... Uh, well done, everyone competing there. We had um, the top three were Ross Gollan and followed by his uh, brother, um, Owen Gollan, first under 20 as well. And third place was Ali Beaven. So well and well done to, to the guys there. And the women's winners were Megan Keith, Katrina Morrison and Kirsty Rogan as well from uh, Murray Roadrunners. So well done. 
Excellent. Very good. The last one result I will jump onto, and this is more of an international running news rather than uh, than Scottish running, but we had the it was the New York Marathon yesterday, which we'll we'll touch on since it's a major. Uh, I followed it yesterday; it was quite exciting. If I'm honest, I was really interested in the the women's race. It was obviously stacked with Mary Katani running, and then we had the on the US side the strong strong presence presence with Shalane Flanagan, Moy Huddle, Ali Kiefer, Des Linden. Um, I think Vivian Cherry was running as well. So, yeah, strong field. So that was exciting. But just to bring it home to, I guess, a UK and a Scottish perspective, there was actually a strong one from Johnny Miller, uh, 2.16.09 for the first Brit home. Um, but from a Scottish side, the third Brit and first Scott was Matthew Gillespie of Glasgow City, who ran 2.25.05 for a PB. And we also had from Scotland, Lewis Miller from Central in 2.40.07. And I'm trying to see if there's any other women on any women on the site. I don't see. Apologies, I've got to scroll. You see. Sorry, I'm not helping. No, it's okay. I don't see anyone. But anyway, that's uh, good to see a couple of Scots featuring there. But certainly Matt Gillespie, that's really impressive. I didn't realise Matt was still because he was a guy. I remember I knew his brother uh, Michael at university. I didn't know Matt at all when he was at Glasgow. He's obviously running back, running well. If he's putting in 225, so. Be quite cool to see how he goes. I know he's. St- I think he studied in the states actually, Matthew Gillespie. So perhaps he's on the he's on the racing circuit there more than, and that's why we're not seeing him. But anyway, well done, guys. Yeah, yeah, I do remember Matt Gillespie myself. Uh, a lot. Michael was a little bit shorter and stockier than 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 uh, than Matt was. Matt was quite tall and and lean. I don't even know if they were brothers. Were they not cousins or I don't know. Anyway, they're brothers. They're, they're brothers, were they? Um, but yeah, I mean, my, you know, Matt was a talented guy, and then all of a sudden, never heard from him. But I, he was studying over in the states, um, and he's clearly still still there and, and getting back into running. So yeah, really, really good to see that as well. So well done. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so other than that, the, the only other race that I was uh, going to reference, and I'm not going to go into too much about it, but. What I want all the listeners, who, especially if you've got an, an interest in, in ultra running, and obviously I have. Uh, so you, you're a guy who who organises the 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 Barclay marathons. Um, so he's he's organised. His name's Laz. Uh, is it Laz or something like that? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. His name's La- Lazarus. I think his name is. Anyway. So he's got this race called. It's um. It's basically. It's called. The backyard ultra, and it's essentially in his backyard. Uh, and the the the, the essential, um, the gist of the race is it's the the winner is the last man or woman standing, um, and they have to run a I think it's like a a repetitive four mile, six point four k loop until there's one person remaining. And the the the, the real crux here is that there's a one hour time limit for every loop. So, um. So kind of, you kind of have to, I mean, the, the the winning time, I mean, not the winning time, but the I think it was like 260, it was like 268 miles or something. Just incredible. You know, 268 miles without stopping. You know, that's... That's, that's incredible. Bloody, that's so long. Like, I mean, I, I, I can't even imagine doing that, you know. Um, but anyway, so... I, I was thinking of it, and I thought, what, what, how do you think you would get on, Tom? Because I was like, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind doing a race like this. And uh, we had the, I think it was the, oh, the US Ultra Runner of the Year, um, 
Courtney DeWalter, she was doing, and she was actually second. Um, so she was, you know, second wow. overall. And it is, I mean, okay, it's not the World Championships, but it's it's quite a prestigious race to do if it's one of, uh, you know, this this guy who organises the um, Barclay. Barclay, yeah. But I I was, uh, I, how would you how would you pace it, Tom? Would you would you run fifty nine minutes and and go slow? Because clearly it's only a four mile loop. Yeah. Or would you do it fast and then have half an hour rest or half an hour sleep or? Oh, how, I, think how, would, I think you would have to go for a balance. You would probably go for something like you would want to build. You could do. You could always do two, or th- you know, two or three laps just steady at fifty nine minutes. You know, just do nice and easy, and then do a fast lap to get a really extended break. But I guess you could do two fast laps. You could do a fast lap in 30 minutes, rest an hour, then do a fast 30 minutes. See what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that might work. If you want to, if you want to optimize your recovery, then you you are put, going to the wire. But I think you would you have to just mix it up. If you felt like you could probably accept right, I'm going to run. I don't know. I'd be I'd love to see the different splits of all the different athletes to see because some people might have gone out hard and gone with that strategy early on and it not worked out and some might have just gone easy from the start, you know? It's kind of like the, the Glen Ogle 24. Not the Glen Ogle, the Glen Moore 24. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit like that. I mean, you could almost have that same concept, really. I mean, how, how cool would that do? Again, I, I mean, this isn't... A lot of people who, who listen, this will bore you to, to tears, listen to ultra running, but I, I just think it's, I think it's fascinating. You know, I think it's a, mm. a fascinating uh, way of competing and, and really just... It's a, it's a body and mind thing, you know, ultra running, and I, I think that's what makes it really appealing. Um, anyway, to, to cut long story short, I, I have found the results. So, Johan Steen um, won the race in he, 285 miles, 456 kilometers, 68 loops. Um, and DeWalter, she was uh, second in 279 miles and 67 loops. So, so, so there you go. Um, and I think that, you know, described it, it really kind of strips you down and you're left with your deepest thoughts quoted uh, one of the runners who attempted it um, but anyway, one the reason I wanted to mention it was I looked at one of the YouTube videos of it and it just looks absolutely brutal everyone's coming in in the last, you know, few loops looking like bloody zombies and I was like, god that that's... but anyway, just cracked me up because it just it, it, I'm sure we've all been in that really dark place mm-hmm. and you can see it in their eyes, you know how you know, how much of a struggle it is, you know, this doing doing that kind of that that sheer distance and and basically going until your body can't go anymore. I just think it's mm. yeah, I think it's inspiring, but just bloody crazy at the same time, you know. Um, would, you, would you consider going for the the Barclay Marathon, trying to get into that? Is that something that interests you? No, not really, because I can't navigate. I can't even navigate myself in a going around a running track so how, <laughs> i'm gonna have absolutely no hope of navigating around the barkley i think it's uh, a lot of the, the the route is fairly inaccessible and i would say you know in the, the loose term a trail but some of it really isn't a trail at all Um so but no nah, I, I don't think it, it doesn't really appeal to me it's not really my cup of tea getting stuck in bramble bushes and foreign bushes and all that kind of kind of jazz tom so uh, but anyway okay. It, it, it kind of brings me on nicely to talk about. Um, I've got a little bit of my. I've got a little. Obviously, I was speaking about me wanting to do the the Ultra Trail Mont Blanc next year, Tom. Yeah. 
And I'm really, really keen on doing it. However, in order for me to get a place, I have to have 15 points. Now, in order to get... So at the moment, and, and I need those 15 points by the end of the year. So essentially, because the registration for the, UTM, the UTMB, it opens between December and, and, and the end of December. So the start of December until the end of December. Um, so I need that 15 points. However, because I've only got 14 points, based on the, the ultra trail races that I've done in the last kind of few months, um, so that's the, the ones that qualify me or the ones that count towards that are the, the Mozart hundreds. That was five points. And then there was another one. What else did I do? The Highland Fling. Mm-hmm. I think that was, no, the Tarawira was a, five points and the Highland Fling was four points. What about Davos? You mentioned that. That's uh, only four points as well. That's only four points. Yeah. So you need three, you need three five points um, to, to qualify for the UTMB. Or you need a maximum of 15 points from, yeah, three races, I think it is, or, or, some, or 15 points from a maximum of three races. The highest you can get is a six point basis and that's like a hundred mile race and mm-hmm. um, anyway so i've had a look to see what there is out there for me to to run so i found a race tom and it's in, right. it's, it's the end of november and 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 it's a five pointer and, and where is it it's a uh, it's god where is it it's um near york okay and it's called the god what the hell is it called again it's, uh, I don't even know what it's called anyway, that's really bad. It's, anyway, I've entered for it. It's oh, called the Hard, it's called the Hard Worlds 80. Hard Worlds 80. So, oh, it's yeah, a, I've got, I've got it up here. Yeah. So it's, it's, it, it, it run, yeah, it's the 24th of November. So it follows, the, it's basically a, a, a way. So it's called the Worlds Way and it runs from, God, where's it run from? Runs from Hessel to Filey, passing through some standing landscape, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> now, the only issue is it's 80 miles. Which, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's real money, that is. But it's, I mean, I, so I'm, I've entered for it, but I've never done 80 miles before. Um, and I don't want to race it because it's a long way to race. Plus, I've got these district cross-country championships coming up, so I don't want to really? lose my speed over that. How does the points work? Do you get the points just for finishing? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I could just I could jog it in and, and get the points. It doesn't matter what position you're in, as long as you as long as you make the cutoff time. So the cutoff time is okay. 24, 24 hours. Um, now I know it sounds a bit mad, but it's the only way that I can actually get into the UTMB for next year, mm-hmm. unless I do like one of the other races, like there's the other smaller races, like the the CCC or the OCC or Mm-hmm. Or even the TDS is quite a long one, and I've got enough points for that. But the the, UTM, the UTMB one, I need to get five. If I, if I want to do it next year, I'll have to get the five points. Um, and then, based on my my rankings for the trail running this year, I'll, I should get an elite space for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's that's where I'm at anyway. That's what I was going to chat to you about in terms of goals. Wow. So I've got, and, and I'm not to be honest, I, I, I'm not looking forward to it at all. I, I just think I need I just need to that that just shows the the, miles. the sacrifice yeah but so I a message for the listeners if anyone's done any 
anything over 60 miles before, please give me some advice because <laughs> I, I don't want to race it. I just want to complete it and I want to keep myself as fresh as a daisy afterwards because I, I don't want it to impede hugely on my training. And I'm not going to I'm not going to go out for 60 mile training runs from now until then. Absolutely no way. So so there you go. That's that's where I'm at with my uh, my my kind of next couple of months of, of, of running. Interesting. Do you know what fascinates me is I'm I'm gobsmacked that you are not you don't have enough points for the UTMB. That really shows how you know big a deal it is to get a place. Because I you know I thought between the Highland Fling, Davos, Tarawera. I thought, yeah, for sure that this guy's demonstrated over the year that he's a, he's a, you know, he's a, a competent mountain ultra or trail runner, ultra trail runner. Sorry, but I yeah, guess yeah. not. I mean, that's crazy to that you have to find another race of that distance. That's just shows how difficult, how hard you got to work for it. And I've got to say right now, I do not envy you at all lining up to run eighty miles. Not at all. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm doing. I actually, have, I think I've lost it. I think my my wife Debbie, she's just she doesn't you know she she's coming down with me anyway. But she's gonna I know what she's gonna do. She'll probably find stuff to do. And, but, <laughs> she'll uh, need to if you're out for eighty miles. <laughs> oh, I, 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 just, I, I just I don't know. But that's all the hair I can that's think cool, of. That's cool though. It's exciting. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's exciting then that the UTMB's on the cards then. So I guess that's a hope- longer term one. Providing that I complete it, then then I, I should be okay, you know. Sweet. But if, it is. I think it's the first time they they, they run the race, so I'm sure I'm hoping it's going to be quite good. And I, I mean, the scenery looks pretty spectacular. It's just over two thousand meters in total elevation. Um, I think it's fairly runnable, right? There'll be a couple of it's all on trail. There's a couple of road sections, but I think most of it's on the trail. So yeah. So if you fancy a little uh, a little day trip down Tom on the 24th of November actually, feel, feel free I've but actually got the you could the even written. do it with me if you want well I was going to say I've, I think I'm washing my hair that day but um, they've actually got uh, they've actually got a relay on that might be interesting no I do, actually what I do what I am planning to do that day is this is bring it back to me a little bit less intense I'm doing the Broxburn East League cross country so oh, I'm afraid nice. I'm, out, I'm out mate I'm out oh, hey you're getting the, you're, you're getting the practice for um for the the championships in Aberdeen. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So and that's um, that's the ninth of December. So I've got about two weeks to recover. But I mean, yeah. like I say, you know, I'm not going to be racing. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm actually at the point that I'm not even going to take any gels for this race. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to take sausage rolls and and just have a, a picnic and enjoy it. How many yeah. points do you need out? By the way, you need five points. Five points. Yeah, I've got the list of races up. Your yeah, I see what you mean. There's not much, is there? No, it's not. For five points, you don't fancy doing the Rebellion Ultra Marathon for uh for six points just to be safe. Where's that? Where's that one? That's uh somewhere in the UK. Wait, wait, what date? <laughs> it's uh 135 miles. Ah, piece of piss. Bring it on. <laughs> Maybe can not. Can you do it as a can you do it as a relay and still get the so, points? No. Probably not. No. Anyway, I, th- I think we're anyway. I want to announce that to the to the listeners uh, and I have run it past my coach but I actually haven't told him how long the, the race is so I think it's gonna, I, I'll have to tell him before the, this episode goes live um, ah, exactly. yeah it disowns me anyway so sorry cool. we're, we're rambling on again but like I say it's a slow week for us too because we've got bugger all else to speak but that's, about but that's, so that's good so that, that's, that's the 24th of November you've got 
you've got a bit cross country in December. So that pretty much sees out your year then. Ah, uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, what I would say is, Tom, is I, I, probably a little bit like you. You know, I'm I'm stripping everything back again because I've been doing a lot of ultra running, and I really think that I've I've lost the speed of my legs, and I'm really looking at the next few months just really just getting back, getting the fast uh, twitch muscle, the fast twitch fibers going again, and getting the strength, getting the power out, and and really just getting my my five k, ten k times eat a little bit of the half marathon pace right back down again to where it was a couple of years ago and, and then just bringing it all back to, to you know, the, you know, having a 12-week marathon block build-up uh, for a spring one. Not sure what one yet. Um, and then just hopefully get getting getting involved in some of the, 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 the ultra running season, mm-hmm. you know, some of the big ultra races out there. Now, the, the selection policy came out for the... Um, the World Ultra Trail Championships uh, for next year, and it's it's going to be in I think it's in Portugal. Is that right? I think it's in Portugal, um, and it's in July. It's in June, and the, I think the selection dates in like January or February. So there's not going to be a selection race this year again. Um, but yeah, if I can put my name in, if I get if I put my name in the mix, and it's because it's a shorter race, I'm hoping that that gives me a a bit of leeway, but you just never know, you know. There's not really much I can do because there isn't any races now until the selection date. And yeah. other than this 80 mile race, but I don't think that, you know, I, I don't really see that being a an A race for me. So, uh, but yeah, I think it'll be a good opportunity for me to just really get my speed back. And if it means uh, I get in the team, then I've got the marathon speed. I've got well, I've got the fast speed again. I've got some. A good marathon time under my belt, and, and hopefully, um, yeah, bring bring back the endurance for the one a big ultra race next year, and then later on in the year for getting the UTMB. That obviously, if I fin- complete this 80 mile race, um, I'm going to have to get out in the hills and do some some big climbs out there, you know. And, yeah, and, of course. So it's yeah, it's exciting. exciting. Starting to starting to be an exciting become a, an exciting year next year. So so there you go. That, that that's oh, where wow. I am at, Tom. What about you? Are you uh, what are you thinking? So you're looking so, at the cross country in Broxburn. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go and run. I see that's what end of November. So it's a few weeks off. So I think I should be get this marathon out of my legs by then. And I quite fancy getting back into some cross country. So Broxburn's a good course. I like that. I'll run that one. Of course, these districts we're hosting up here. So I'll run that in December. And then, to be honest, I'm I've mentioned before, but I've actually got a place for the Boston Marathon in that's April. That's right. So yeah. it all it all suddenly becomes all roads lead to Boston after the end of the year. So I'm, between now and I'll I'll just focus on until now the end of the year and get I'll probably put in a couple of park runs. Cause I, you know what? That's what I found before Frankfurt and even right now I feel like I'm I'm good, even though I'm sort of marathon shape. I think I can go out and run a fast five or ten k at the moment, and I'm really yet to capitalise on the, sort of this fitness I've got at the moment. Apart from the marathon, obviously that went really well. So I, I've got. I'll have a look at getting a few 5Ks in. I might look at getting a 10K towards the end of the year, but it, that depends on family Christmas movements, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, so look at that. So it'll just be get, getting the cross country in. Um, then, as it, then for next year, so what is fixed is Boston, but what's not fixed, and I'm open to suggestion from listeners, is a, a sort of tune-up half. In fact, maybe we should look at doing one together. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah, that's a great idea. No idea where, right? But we could maybe get a little, uh, little yeah. TRS crew going. If not, just me and you and 
Absolutely. Maybe maybe few maybe Fiona and Debbie might fancy a little trip away yeah, somewhere. That'd be cool. Trip away to the, the, the highlands of Inverness for the Inverness Matt half. So, right, Inverness, so Inverness is one that I'm thinking about. The other one I'm thinking about is the big half in London, which a few people did last year, and that looked quick. That was that quick. Was, yeah, it was yeah, some that fast was quick. times. That was yeah. one that Mo and Hawkins ran it. So that's right. That's one that's on the radar potentially. I need to look at I need to look at dates and see how it, how it all fits in in terms of build up because I also want to run the National Cross, of course. That'll be, I think that yeah I've run that every year for like the last six or seven years, so I'll definitely won't be missing that. And you know there's a few other bits and pieces cross country that will that'll go and run. So yeah, that's uh it's it's come together. I'm hoping by in the next few weeks I'll have a, a quite a clear plan. But to be honest, I'm looking forward to just going getting back out and uh, and not being so fixed on a goal that's 12 weeks away just getting back into racing every now and again maybe throwing in a couple of park runs as you similar to you getting a bit of speed back in well, you yeah, need to lose that you need to lose that belly that you've developed <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know, wait, wait until yeah. your mum wait until your mum sees the shape of you jeez oh yeah. so be getting yeah. you in that treadmill in, in no time <laughs> exactly very good so that's uh, yeah. that's my plans in terms of one race that neither of us are doing but it's coming this weekend, which we thought we'd give a little bit of a short preview on, is the National Short Course Cross Country, which is being held in Lanark this this weekend. So that is the, it's a, it's a national race, it's a 4K individual race, and having had the district champs and the national relays recently, there's quite a few names that are starting to come to the fore. Um, if I just get up the we start on the men's side for uh, as a as a one off and I've I've got some of the the times up if my laptop works yeah times up from the the relay so on the first leg of we'll do it leg by leg because I don't have the full fastest legs list on me but the first leg last year we on sorry the relays over the same distance 4k Cameron Strachan 11:47 Michael Christopheru 11:51 Tristan Reese 11:53 on leg 2 we had Cameron Milne 11:51 Ryan Thompson of Campus Lang, 11.56. And then if you give me a minute, I'll just change on to leg three. Scott Green, 11.45. Connor McLean, 11.46 on leg three. And then the big guns on leg four were Saul Sweeney, 11.35. Ali Hay, 11.39. Lachlan Oates, 11.41. Michael Ferguson, 11.49. Ewan Gillam, 11.53. And Cal McKenzie, 11.55. So... I, if it was right now, I would put money on Saul Sweeney. That Oof. run, I mean, eleven thirty-five, that's outrageous. Good, good point, Tom. Now I'm, I'm going to be the devil's advocate here, and I, I reckon because the sheer number of seconds, it's so difficult to pinpoint who's going to win these races, especially because there isn't really a clear outright winner. I mean, you know, if he's okay, it's it's eleven minutes, it's short, but like. In a, a good example is Morag Miller. I mean, she ran, she, she was, she she ran by like 25 seconds, or she had the fastest lap by like 20 odd seconds. And that's a clear, that's a clear margin. Um, so I, I think is, I really don't know who's going to win. Um, I reckon though Ali Hay might might be in with a shot. I mean, he's been around the block for a while now, and he knows how to race races. And you're right, Saul Sweeney comes from the the short course background. Um, but my my money's on uh, on Ali Hay for the win. Um, and I also think as well, like cross country courses change fairly considerably. Now it could be I don't know what the Lanark one's like. Any any idea? Is it a 
is it hilly or is it is it flat as a pancake or is it is it sure. muddy or is it hard underfoot or is it you know what's what's the conditions in the the kind of course like you know I don't um, unfortunately sod's law Scottish Athletics website is is down at the moment so I can't get onto the the um, short course information but if I just thinking about the last couple of years last year was Kirkcaldy and it was I think it was a two lapper. Yeah, two lapper. So it's typically a two by two K lap. The year before, that's right, it was a two lapper again. That was in Glasgow. So it's it's usually not quite. It's usually a sort of course that tends to favour the some of the track athletes. I think, especially with four K. So that's why someone like Sol, Sol Sweeney, I think, I would be I'd be looking at him. But you're right. What we also don't, what I also don't know is because I can't get the bloody results up at the moment. Is the uh, the relays did Saul Sweeney lead into the first lap or was he chasing? You know that's the the other um, the other sort of um, part we don't know. So anyway, I'm gonna stick to my, I'm gonna stick to my guns. If he's running, I think we're looking at Saul Sweeney for the win. And the the female side, it's got to be Morag Miller for me. Yeah, I I think you're right. I think um, Morag Miller that was she was so far clear with that time. You can't really look beyond it. The only th- only way I think she might be threatened would be if Mary McLennan... Sh- Actually, no. We're forgetting it. Laura Muir. Is she running? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, if it's Laura Muir, then Laura so Muir. If, if Laura Muir shows up, I think she would run. I think she would win. Uh, I also think Mary McLennan might give uh, Morag a bit of a run for money. Maybe, so, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So we'll Good see. point. I, I do, so, I, she might be on the start list, actually. I'm... Anyway, we'll, the fi- we'll find out. The website, the website is annoyingly down at the moment, so I can't get the start list. But listeners, have a look on the start list. Do your own. Um, do your own research. Exactly. Yeah. Do your own research. Make your own. Make your own calls. Feel free to post on the Tartan Running Shorts website your predictions, and we'll at least it won't just be me and Kyle calling out our uh, wrong predictions each week. And if you if you do want to give us immediate results, feel free to as well. I'm sure I'm sure Scottish Athletics and all the clubs around there will be updating us in real time how things are going. But give us a tag, give Absolutely. us a tag if you fancy it. So anyway, that's exciting. Good luck to everyone who's going down. Look forward to those results. Next, running rants. I believe you wait, have a wait. rant, Kyle. Well, I've, I've just got one there. I was thinking, oh, I have, no one's no one's um, sent in any messages in the last week about any running rants, so we've had to make one. I say I've had to make one up, and I was like, what bothers me when when it comes to running? And one of the things that bother me, and I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, Tom, you're you're in, you're the same kind of you're in the same boat as me. People who are actually so say, Tom, like, well, like how do I best say this? People who are actually injured, right, who have got a torn hamstring, something's broken, and they're they're running, they're running pal or colleague or whoever you want to call it. They go, well, actually, I'm actually injured too. I've got a little bit of a niggle in my ankle, or I've got a, 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 a I've got a little pain in my my, my hamstring or my, my glute. When this person they're speaking to is actually not running and hasn't been running for weeks and is putting on putting on the beef like I do when I'm when I'm in, in the down and outs and and I'm just like you're not injured you know you're not actually injured you can still run that means yeah. you're not injured like the injury is when you can't run like in, in okay maybe people might misinterpret what I'm saying but all I'm saying is there's nothing worse than somebody trying to 
compete with you when it comes to an injury. Well, I've actually got a little niggle too. No, look, I, I'm actually injured here. I've been out for, for weeks. Like, I can't run. You know, I've been looking at your, your sessions you've been putting up and you're, you're running no problem. Okay, you might have a niggle, but like, yeah, just, uh, just have a bit of sympathy for that injured party, you know? Yeah, I agree. I also roll my eyes a little bit when I see on whether it be a Strava, Facebook, any sort of running social media, and you've got folk who are, they don't run for three days, and they're you would think that you know someone had you think that they they were not able to run ever again, and then three days later, bang, park run, all smiles. I mean, yeah, I get, I don't, I get it. Well, we've all been there. I get it that when you're training for a race and you lose a couple of days, it does feel like the worst thing in the world. But yeah, just having that perspective to think, you know what, this is not, this is not death row here. I'm not, I'm not. This is not. I'm not going to lose my leg. 100%. It's just a niggle, you know. And and I know actually, you know, because at home I've the last sort of four or five weeks, of course. I've actually not had many niggles, but occasionally I get a little bit of a pain in my ankle. Now, I've got a wife at home who didn't run for five weeks. I'm not going to go, oh, jeez, my knee is <laughs> you know? She'll, she'll have absolutely no sympathy for you. Zero. When you're getting out, you're smashing your times, you're getting PBs, you're, 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 you're as fast as you ever have, and you're saying, oh, I've got this really, this really bad pain in my ass just now. Oh, man, I'm, oh, I feel, feel sorry for me. Absolutely not. Now, I've got it just now, you know, like, Debbie's got some pain in her, her nerves and she has been for some time and she's actually starting to realise, shit, I'm going to have to do something about this. And okay. and I, I'm, I'm not in the position to go, I've, I've got a niggle. You know, you've got to keep it to yourself or you've got to try yeah. and manage it yourself. Don't, don't, um, you know, don't, don't, don't compete, compete with your, yeah. don't compete, and especially don't compete with your wife, all right? And that's a message for you, Tom. Like, yeah. you know, I, I'm sure you were hobbling about feeling sorry for yourself after uh, Frankfurt. Oh, I've got, but Fiona's going to give you absolutely nothing. She had no sympathy at all, none at all yeah. last week. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, she was very, very pleased for me, which is good. So, But no, I'm, 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 I agree with you. A, I agree with you on the rant. I think if you've got a niggle, guys, that's fine. But if there's someone who, just be sympathetic to the people who really are injured. There's one of them, a good mate of mine who runs at the club, Sam Milton. Sam has had an absolute terrible injury history this this last. Oh month. yeah, and got the, like he stress fracture. Um, he did a serious injury in London, had to drop out of the race, and didn't run for about three four months. And he's in a there's a in a, <laughs> a number of people at training are like, oh, oh yeah, I haven't run for three four days because of my ankle. I think poor guy, you know, he's had Sam's to... been out for about half a year, you know, and he's he has, getting yeah. back into it. And he was in great shape uh, coming in the run up to London, and uh, yeah, just just the injury just just blew it away. But, but he'll again, be back. That, he'll be a hundred percent will be back, and and that's what you've got to remember. If you if you do get an injury, it isn't the be all and end all. Like just do what we all do, you know. Have your have your little bit of morning and just. Fucking get on with it, you know. I say fucking there. Just get on with it. <laughs> you know, don't don't sit there and eat pies and 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 Maltesers like I do when I get injured with your your feet up. Just get on the turbo trainer. Get on. Get in the gym. Do some aqua jogging. Maintain your fitness, and you'll be back in no time. Or if you just want to be like me, feel sorry for yourself, and just find something else to do. You know, find something else to do in the meantime. And you know, times of time is the best healer. And, and I mean, I've been out for nine months a couple of years ago, straight after I got my PB, my 10K PB. And uh, it was I actually felt like the, the sky was falling, you know. Um, and now, here I am back again. And, and uh, you know, a lot wiser and smarter than I was before. And I've learned a, a huge amount from being injured. And 
touch wood, I've, I, I'm able to, to, to manage when I, when I feel a pain. And, and I think as well is, is knowing what is that. Is it an injury or is it just pain or is it fatigue based on the, the, the hard session that he did the, the day before, for example? Um, so, yeah, have a think about what is that pain? Is that pain an injury pain or is it just fatigue pain? Um, so, yeah, it's just knowing exactly how to read your body and, and when to, 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 to push on through or just to take a step back and, and give yourself some time to recover from whatever that is. So, again, the only way you're going to know that is by, you know, by, by experience, really. And, and the more you run, the more you'll get to know exactly how your body reacts to running as well. So, anyway. Absolutely. That's that's my rant over, Tom. Uh, I don't think I've got any other rants other than other than I'm doing a, an 80 mile race that I really want, don't want to be doing, um, and because of this bloody stupid UTMB rules of getting 15 points. But beggars can't be choosers, Tom. Yeah, you're gonna earn it. You're gonna get there. That's the main thing. Right. I think that's. I think that ra- that really uh, wraps us up then, mate. We've got upcoming races. Short the national short course this weekend. Is the is the is the main one we've already talked about that so we'll recap on that next weekend. Um, but as always, listeners, you know, let us know what races are coming up that you want us to shout out about. That's maybe three, four, five, six weeks ahead that we can give you a shout out. We, you know, the Tilly 10K we talked about. We're looking at that. There's been a, a good bit of feedback about that. So please give us a shout on on what races you you and your club are organising or, or taking part in, and we'll we'd love to we'd love to share that. As always, you can do that by emailing us on tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. You can Facebook us on at tartanrunningshorts or you can get in touch with us at Twitter on at tartanshorts. Excellent. So, yeah, really, really good to hear from you again, Tom. Glad you're back safe and sound in yeah. Aberdeen again. And uh, I'm sure we'll be we'll be scoping some, some sessions to do and... Uh, and, and I think uh, it'll be it'll be taking taking turns of, of pacing and, and reps if if I was to race against you now that you're uh, you're almost in the you're in the the two thirty almost low two thirty clubs now so uh, so yeah and that, that was going to be my question sub two thirty next year Tom Boston is Boston at a quick a quick time Bo- uh, well they, it depends I think Boston the big one will be the weather. So uh, we'll have to. One, that was fine this year. Everyone was in rain jackets, weren't they? Jeez, oh. So I, I think I can run it if it's uh, if the weather holds. But t- do you know what? I actually think I need to go sub seventy one over the half before then to do that. So I, that'll I, be the, I, that's the other thing. I think that you've got that in the bag. You just have to have a good winter season and just keep doing what you're doing because whatever you're doing is working. Whatever Fiona's feeding in your putting in your soup, it's it's working anyway. That's for sure. Mm, yeah. And uh yeah. Anyway, so we'll catch up, I'm sure, this week, Tom, and we'll, do, yeah. uh, we'll catch up with the listeners next week for some more fun episode 29 next next week. It'll be. Yeah. Um, but as always, give us, let us know about, as Tom's already mentioned, any any feedback or anything you feel that you want us to include in terms of content. Just give us a shout, and uh, we'll hopefully put something in that's entertaining for you all. So, perfect. Right, anyway, yeah. ramble on again. Yeah, well, you have a good week, mate. Make sure you stay off those pies. Maybe I'll try, a, yeah, yeah. A bit, bit of portion control this week, eh? I, 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 can, only, I can only try. We've, we've got um, we've got pumpkin pie to eat tonight, so. Oh, dear. Yeah, we've got pumpkin soup and pumpkin pie, so it's going to be a, and some, followed by some Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Well, 
so it's going to be a good a good night of of pumpkin pumpkin feed. So there you Very go. Good. Anyway, right. well, we'll see you next week, listeners. See you later. Bye. Bye.